Welcome to episode 21 of Low Muck, a tiny slice of the Muck podcast where we talk to people in the media and politics about their favorite stories or experiences. I'm Tina Jaramillo. And I'm Hillary Doherty. Hillary, tell us about today's guest. Today we are interviewing community advocate Emmanuel George of the Black Broward Film Project and the Cisdrunk Affair. Uh, Emmanuel was born in Overtown, Florida. He spent his childhood years in North Miami and Miami Shores. In 2002 to today, he's been living in Hollywood and Dania Beach. He's his calling to be a voice and advocate for the local black community came after being taken under Valencia Gunder's wing as one of his mentees or her mentees, excuse me, though getting through getting involved in community activism in Miami, he applied what he is. He was taught in Miami Dade and brought it to the Hollywood and Dania beach communities. His passion has always been film and art. He wanted to blend what he loves with community development because of his work and dedication to black Broward. He started the black Broward film project and the, is the producer of the Sistrunk affair Thank you so much, Emmanuel, for being here with yes, us today. Welcome. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I'm I'm honored to be on your platform. You know, I have some pretty cool guests and I'm I'm just, you know, really honored to have my name up there with them. Oh, thank you. And I also wanted to say that Emmanuel and I have a, a mutual love for The Wire, which is the greatest oh. television show on earth. <laughs> yes. Okay. The end. Period. Um, don't even come to me with another TV show because uh, no, uh-oh. no, Tina. Uh-oh. Tina's going to argue about The Sopranos, but you can take The Sopranos and go home. Yeah. Okay. The Wire is it. Okay. So let's get into the first question. So um, this episode is coming out in February. It's Black History Month, and uh, it, you and you, the advocacy work you do to preserve Black history in Broward is like incredible yes and i have to say that i i mean i guess i'm i I shouldn't be surprised but the work is not being done like it should be because it's so important so tell us about um why it is important to you to do this work and why you got into it um it's important to do this work because you know gentrification is a serious issue and if we're not doing anything to preserve the history then it's going to be gone so it's just important to keep that legacy alive and just thinking about the next generation 50 60 70 years from now like when they look back on this present day and time so it's important to have preservation now because it's it's sad because no one is really doing it to Mm -hmm. be honest with you you know well the people the people that work with our goals that are like 70 80 90 years old who was there during that time but like for young millennials and Gen Zers, it's, it's imperative to do this work because we need to keep the history alive here, and it's a way to also fight gentrification by preserving the, the landmarks that's there. You know, so fighting for that 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 place marker, fighting to make sure that okay, this can be something preserved by the state, so that you know it shows the importance of the community. So, like, I just feel that that's why it's, it's important. And what got me the second question was like, what got me into into this kind of work, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, okay. So, yeah. Well, I, I credit these two people, these two phenomenal people. I, I consider them my parents in in the historical spirit, and that is Dr. Marvin Dunn, who wrote Black Miami in the 20th Century, mm-hmm. and also Dr. Katie Oliver, who wrote Race and Change in Hollywood, Florida. They're both phenomenal historians. Their work speaks for themselves. Their work has brought them. Throughout the world, <laughs> you know, wow. from Kitty Oliver being around on CNN and having the Race and Change series, not just being in Hollywood, but being in Mexico and West Africa. She's really taken her work 
throughout the world and Dr. Marvin Dunn with the work he did, he did for Black Miami and the Arthur McDuffie story and uh, the, um, the work he's doing for Rosewood. So uh, that's what got me into uh, understanding like really local Black history. I've always loved history growing up. I mean, my, my dad would always teach me about like real Black history, like about the, the Black Panther Party and mm. Marcus Garvey and the UNIA and Angela Davis and Asada Shakur and so many people. Uh. But well, with Marvin Dunn and Kitty Oliver, they were the ones that really like got me. And so let me see what's in my backyard. The same way we talk about politics and then how we always say yeah. like we got to focus on local politics. Like the Black history, we got to focus on local Black history too. We got to know yes. why the street name is, is the name it is. Like, who's in, who is Dr. Sistrong? Mm-hmm. You know, about who is Samuel Delavo, who Delavo Park is named after. We have to know these tidbits of information. Case, the KC Wright building in Fort Lauderdale, who's Kathleen yeah. Super Wright. You got to know these things. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what, um, I, I love that. And so can you share a, a local a story of local Black history from Broward that maybe our listeners may be surprised to learn about or may not know? Oh, definitely. Um, I mean, um, Kathleen Cooper Wright, uh, you know, the KC Wright building, she was a, the first black woman to serve on the Broward County School Board, but also the, the, in the school board in the state of Florida. So she oh, was wow. the first on the state level. And sadly, um, it, I mean, I mean, this was before I was born, but there's a story of Delta Flight 191, which was a plane crash that left uh, Fort Lauderdale, and, and I believe the plane crashed in Texas. And she was sadly one of the people that oh. was on that that that, uh, that plane, and she she died three weeks after the the crash. Um, oh, you know, um, so you know, um, Kathleen Cooper Wright is just a a hero that many people just definitely need to know about. Yeah, and especially. You know, the one thing that I think uh, is really important, too, is that this local black history should be part of our education system in Broward. It should mm-hmm. be something that that our students are learning about. I just feel like it should be part of the curriculum. Are you working towards anything like that or um, do you think oh, that definitely. there? Sorry. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. The curric- it, it definitely needs to be brought into our curriculum because, you know, now it gives the next generation growing up to not just look at their community um, just from a one-sided perspective. Okay, this is my hood, this is where I'm from. But also now they can take more pride in their community. And if you take more pride in your community, you're going to want to do more for your community. So, like, it's, it's definitely important. And not just for Black people, too, for white people as well to know about this this Black history in Broward that is oftentimes not getting talked about. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely going to show that side. And, and we do need to see those perspectives so that, there can even possibly be some unity as well on, on that on that side of things. And with the curriculum, um, I, I do have these uh, Legends of Broward uh, flashcards. Mm. And I have the first installment, and it's honoring 22 black people from Broward County, South, Central, and North. And it's, it has been doing great. Uh, a lot of people have been loving these cards, and people have been, um, even um, a few schools have purchased some of the cards, and they awesome. just said that they want to do like like little mini curriculum for the elementary and middle school students. Oh, that's but so great! I am working. Yeah, I am working towards getting it into DCPS so as many schools as possible can have these cards, yes. and that there can be a curriculum on local Black history, and that curriculum would be centered around the the social aspect of Broward County's Black history, which was 
showcasing like, you know, what were black folks doing during those times? You know, like where were we hanging out? Where, how were we interacting with each other? The second part is the, the educational aspect because you had three black high schools in Broward County. Mm-hmm. You had Dillard, you had Blanche Ely High School, mm-hmm. and third, you had Addicts High School, which is now a middle school. So you had these three black high schools. How are these schools interacting with each other? What was the connection like between schools? You know, um, how was how was how are they being taught? You know, and the third part would be on the civic part of the of, of, of Broward Black History, which is covering the you know the social justice side, the the uh, like you know, the oppression side, the, the lynching of Reuben Stacy, the trial of the Darcy case, which is a Pompano Four that happened in 1934, which inadvertently led to the lynching of Reuben Stacy in 1935. So um, these are like that's my goal, and I have been reaching out to a few folks from DCPS, Dr. Rosman Osgood, mm. and a few others to name a few. I also, um, it's been cool seeing people who purchase these cards like creating their own games. Um, some folks mm. are having their kids do like 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 book reports. Oh, um, I some love of the people this. Listed on these cards, they've been doing trivia night. Um, there's oh. a nonprofit that's also going to be doing like a Jeopardy type of game with these cards. So. Uh, it's just cool things. Other folks have kind of yes. created their own thing with these cards. So I'm 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 honored about it. Yeah, th- I, it's such a great idea. It's such a great idea. And so when <laughs> Tina and I were we were going over the questions this morning, and I was like, "Put down these legends yes. of his Broward cards. We got to ask him about this <laughs> yes. right now." Like, yeah. I, by the way, I want a deck of cards. I'm just letting you right know right now. Yes. I want yeah. a deck of cards. But yes. Tina is an educator, and she was like, "Oh my god, she's in love with this idea." And also. We know another board member, Sarah Leonardi. So, like, let's talk about that yes. offline. Like, let's yeah. let's talk mm-hmm. about this because I think it is so important. It is so. I want my daughter learning at, at and she goes to a Pompano school. Like, I want her learning about Black History yes. in Broward, and this is such an important thing to be talking about. So, speaking of Blanche Ely, you were also mm. really involved with the Blanche Ely House Museum because they lived in Pompano. They're like. Mm-hmm. you know, educators from way back when and like really, really important to edu- uh, education in Broward. Can you talk a little bit about that museum and your involvement in that? Yeah. So with the Blanche Ely Museum, I was there helping out the, like prior to the reopening because it was opened um, for a bit when I was in high school, which was like 2006. Uh, I, I graduated class of 06. I was supposed to graduate 07, but I graduated 06. Mm-hmm. And um, it was open during around that time. Now I'm from South Broward, so I wasn't really going up there um, during the, um, the the mid to late 2000s. But with, when they were re- now that the city has it, they, they were doing the reopening in 2019. I reached out to Miss Adrian Clark, and I reached out to her because um, a couple months prior, I did the Sistrunk Affair, and the exhibit that I had at the, at the old Dillard Museum was was. An exhibit that was called Base, which that was called, which stands for, I'm sorry, Broward Art, Artistry and Soul Experience. And it was paying homage to Broward's Black history through art. Mm-hmm. So there were paintings of Esther Roll and Dr. Fishjong and Cannonball Adderley done by local Black artists from Broward County. So I reached out to Adrian Clark because I was like, some of these paintings are, you know, centered around Pompano. There's a painting of Blanche Ely, a, paint, a painting of uh, Esther Roll, a painting of Eddie Jones, who played for the Miami Heat. He went to mm. Ely, a painting of the farmlands in, Pomp- in Pompano. So I was, I, I helped by getting those artworks archived. So that's there to be forever. So 2080, someone will see that painting of Esther Roll as there, 
and they'll also get to know who the artist is behind that. So mm. now it's, it's giving something for that black artist as well. And that was my involvement through helping. And being a South Broward native, um, you know, we have Addicts High School. So we always hear about Blanche Ely and, you know, her phenomenal work. I mean, she is an icon. Yeah. But her, her husband was also a very important figure in Broward County, which is Joseph Algernon Ely. He was the first black principal in Broward County at Dillard from 1924 to 1930. Wow. And then he went to Attics uh, from 1930 to 1963. So the, the Ely's were, uh, were, were, so there are the parents of black education in Broward County. Mm. So no matter what school you went to, you know, you do owe, uh, you do owe a lot to Miss Blanche Ely and Professor Ely. And another thing that they were, that Blanche Ely did was during that time, a lot of black um, kids were working in the fields. They were doing sharecropping. So they weren't even really getting to finish um, their education and their parents working in the fields. They didn't really have no food to eat. So one of the things Lance Ely pushed for was for the lunch program mm. in the state of Florida. Wow. So that's something that we have to give her credit for as well was wow. for that free lunch program. And same as, and another thing that her husband did, which is very important, was when you're on the highway, and this is who I learned from um, Garnett Benedy, a historian from Liberia, is that Professor Ely was, was very uh, important in the the telephone that you see on the highway, you know, where oh. it says like, if, you know, if your car broke down, yeah. the call, this and that. And he was in, involved with that because during that time, black folks, if you were in, on the highway and your car, mm. um, you know, was acting up and it stopped or something like that, you know, depending where you're at, it could be very dangerous for you. Mm -hmm. And that's why he had that, um, that he was the one that got that over there as well. He was also the, the first, uh, black uh, probation officer. He was also the first black person to serve on an all-white jury duty case in in Broward County. Whoa, that's wow. that's incredible! Oh my yeah. god! Yeah, so you know Dang. they were like a real um, prominent black couple um, in Broward County in education. So um, they're very important. And uh, the, I really suggest people to go to the Ely yes. Museum when it opens yes. back up. And I'm pushing, too, for uh, J.A. Ely Historical Museum and for South Broward because we don't have a, a museum in South Broward. Like in Pompano and North Broward, you have the Blanche Ely Museum. You have the Allied Cultural Center. In Sistrunk, in Lauderdale, you have Old Village Museum. You have the African American mm -hmm. Research Library. Yeah. You have Destination Sistrunk there now. So in South Broward, we need to have a place for our um, rich black history because we have four mm -hmm. historic black communities. We have Liberia, we have Dane, we have Hallandale, we have Carver Ranches, Attics was our high school. You have the Palms Nightclub in Hallandale where James Brown and Sam Cooke and Eartha Kitt um, would perform at. Aretha wow. Franklin performed in um, the Paradise Club. James Brown's auntie lives on Cody Street in Liberia. <laughs> you also had um, the Daniel Redbird. There's so much rich black history yes. down here, and it's, it's very vital to that that we should um, have a museum, a space to preserve this black history that's here. Oh, one hundred percent. So wait, wait, wait. How do we do that? Who yes. do we need to talk to to do that? <laughs> yes. like, what do we need a building? Okay, so, like, okay, I know, we need a building. I know. I think, yeah, look, and I you have your right now. I know you have that wonderful Black Broward Film Project where you you highlight some of that. But what can yeah. what can we do as a community? 
Um, I mean, I, well, one of the things is um, um, that I'm pushing for is because for so so to, to bring things back to Kitty Oliver, um, Kitty Oliver, um, you know, uh, the the folks from Lake Wales reached out to Miss Kitty Oliver, um, to for her to do uh, an archive project for their Lake Wales Museum. But you know, Kitty Oliver, she's married. She's you know, she's a lot older. She's you know. She wants to just, you know, relax and live her life. She's going to get a lot of her work. So she told him about me, and I jumped on board because I I would, hey, I want to do this stuff. This is like my call. This is my passion in life. Mm. And so for what, for down here, like what I would love to see is like, um, you know, like some grant or some sort, whether it's public or private, to go into a South Broward african-american archive project where you know there we interview folks from daniel beach because daniel beach is the first city in broward so when you go across the tracks that's the first incorporated black community in broward Mm -hmm. so we need to interview them folks from there from liberia which is in hollywood from the northwest side of the train tracks in hallandale from carver ranches even certain parts of daisy as well had black folks there they were going to attic so interviewing folks from that community um collecting photos and scanning them these are all mm. things that can that that will be done for the on the groundwork so that the music so that the museum can have these collections there and um to ha- and whether it's having a building on its own or having some space at attic because attic is a pretty huge middle school and there can be space where mm. the museum can be there for um a few years until there is a That's actual a physical building so you know, and then having it on the on the school board, I mean, on, on the school ground. Now you could have programming with the students at Attic Middle School. Yes, wow, so awesome! It's I a, mean, lot that it's be a done. great, great idea. Listen, I great know idea. T- Tina does have another question, but before she moves on, <laughs> I'm going to say that I mean, if you ever want to do a recorded like interviews with folks and you need like equipment. Like I would be so happy to help you do that. I know you probably have tons of people in like the art and like <laughs> video and audio that can do that for you. But like, if you ever need anything, please let us offer our services yes. like to record it, cut it for you, yeah. edit it and, and just give it to you because I would be happy to like, I know Tina, like we'd be yes. happy to help you in any Definitely. way. Oh my God. Definitely. Yes. Okay. So Tina, Definitely. yes. Sorry, yes. Tina has a question. Sorry. Yes. So yes, yes, yes. yeah. So you talked a lot about Sistrunk and I wanted just to ask you about the gentrification that's happening there, especially around, you know, places like Sistrunk and in Dania. And what is the impact on black communities and how do we solve this issue of gentrification in Broward? Oh, I mean, I can definitely speak on, the, you know, my backyard in Dania Beach. Um, you know, back in the 90s, you had a Grand Prix race at Rama. Yes. Uh, I don't know if y'all remember. Oh, Grand Prix, I remember Grand Prix. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then it, it became $10 boomers. Tuesdays. <laughs> yeah, it became boomers, you know, um, mm-hmm. like in the, I think, early 2000s. I don't know when it came to became boomers. When I was in high school, it was boomers. Um, and then, you know, now that, that, that land is now Dania Point. Which is, you know, a bunch of retail space. Yeah, it's like a strip mall kind of thing, right? Yeah. Yeah, you know, and um, and, you know, it 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 was something that, um, is it's it's a eight it was an eight hundred eighty eight million dollar development project, and it is right behind, uh, the the you know the black community side of Dania Beach, which is what we call as Dania, or you know that area and it's right behind it so with a major project like that that's going to impact the property 
um, value and it's going to impact just that area because now it's attracting other people there, other developers there. Mm. And recently, I think it was uh, three weeks ago or a month ago, when um, in the city hall meeting, there was a proposal by, by some developers to put two 16-story high-rises with retail on the first floor. And it's, and it's going to be literally next to the canal area, which is literally in the black community. Mm-mm. And, you know, with the rent there, I believe they were saying for a one-bedroom, 600-square-foot space, it's uh sixteen seventy five or something like that. Or, you know, and you wow. know, uh, six hundred square foot is literally nothing. That's nothing. But yeah, it's it's going to impact the community because now you're built. Now this is in a community now. Yeah. So you know, I mean, um, the in it, this restaurant, you know, like we're seeing now, they had the what's that brewery or like a Fishbrook marketplace or something yeah. like that, which is now over the train tracks and. And we're seeing the, the demographics of people there do not really reflect the community um, over there. And then you see Fat Village, which is like right over the train track. Yeah. So we're seeing the gentrification that's happening and the impact that I feel as if, like, it's, it's in a way, it's a little bit sometimes too little, too late. Mm. But it's also um, people in the community, what we have to do is to work together. And when I mean that, I mean the, the generations before us who have property who still own something to come together to start building our own our own infrastructure and be able to have um a tax base for our community where we can do something to preserve what's there but it's, it's sad to say that like you know sometimes there's a lot of conflict between the, the younger and the old mm, yeah well it uh, reminds me of mm-hmm. um when we had nancy mateo on you know she's a big environmentalist and she talked about environmental gentrification yes and that reminds me of these communities as well because you know anytime you're near 95 or on that what did she call it a ridge yeah um the same thing in pompano i know you're familiar with that um mm-hmm. and i have to say like the most outspoken commissioner in pompano who just was not reelected. Um, a black woman was elected instead, thank God. But, like, he <laughs> was not for, like, he represented um, Collier City, like, this whole area in Pompano mm-hmm. that's majority black. And then um, the the Palm Air, which is what he would always say first. I yes. represent Palm Air and Collier City. Like, he wouldn't yeah. even, like, really. Like, and they would come to him and say, you're our commissioner. We need your help. And he would be like, oh. And even p- I pushed him on a quite candidate questionnaire about gentrification because he was like, well, things change. And I was like, that's not an yeah, answer. Yeah, that's not the right answer. Um, <laughs> so I think um, always getting in front of your community, and it can't just be the black community. We all should be fighting against gentrification. Mm-hmm. And then also making sure we're electing people who you're don't want those things that. to happen. Yes. Um, because yeah, too little, too late. You're right. When you, when they see these big developments, all the city sees is like, how money. much money can we get out yeah. of this? They mm-hmm. don't think about what's about to happen after that and how it's pushing communities mm-hmm. out. It's, it's, and we're talking about generations, generations after generations that of families been, that have lived there. Yeah. In those areas. Have you yeah, found, I mean, oh, sorry, mm-hmm. go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. I was going to say, uh, like it, it's, uh, it's, it's also to look at that gentrification isn't something that like was like you know ten years ago or you know fifteen like this is these are plans that go back to thirty plus years ago like even if you look at like Overtown for example like when ninety five was was ran through the, the the community that that was part of urban renewal renewal gentrification mm-hmm. so same thing here like you know um even with the floor, the Fort Lauderdale Airport expansion that was being talked for uh, the year 2035, like, you know, there was reports from that, that files that I got from Henry Graham that he showed me, who's a, 
founder of the Liberia Economic Social Development, was even showing that like there was there was plans in 1989 to mm. um, <laughs> expand the airport into like a shared area, which would you know impact the Liberia community. Right. So you know, 1989 is 32 yeah. years ago. You know, right. so. And also, yeah. so with the cities doing things, there's stuff, there's things that they do where sometimes if they want to do stuff in our neighborhood and they do this in all neighborhoods, but they say, okay, the meeting is Wednesday at noon. And you're like, what the hell? I yeah. can't be there Wednesday at noon. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. how, so they make it, it difficult. Also Pompano, which I'm not happy about. And I've already told my commissioner I'm happy <laughs> about it. They have two commission meetings a month, uh, every other Tuesday. And it's supposed to be at six o'clock. They voted to change one to like two o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. When so no now, one can be there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now working people can't get to one, at least one meeting a month to hold commission accountable. Mm-hmm. That's that's not right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's and that's deliberate. It's totally <laughs> deliberate. Um, so I wanted to know from you, have you found um, cause you seem to be involved in like knowing what's happening at these local commission meetings. Like, are you finding that it's a more pushback than like, you're right. Or how do you feel the commissions react to y'all coming in there and being like, this isn't cool. Well, I, I mean, so even like to like further add to what you were saying about how like they, they deliberately do these timings of things. Mm-hmm. They even, um, what happens too, which uh, what I've seen before, if there was like a, a big issue, like I say in the black community, like what I was saying about the two, um, developments that, that got that got passed with the 16-story high-rises, what they would do at times as well is that they would have that main issue all the way in the back. I think it's for Dania Beach. Right. I, don't want, mm-hmm. I can't say so it's for Pompano, but I would yes. see like, like they will have it like way in the back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like the commission meeting is starting at 7, 7.30 yep. and they're going to drag this out and then when they get to the, you know, the, 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 the steak and the potatoes, which is the development issue in the black community, it's at the end. Right. And now a lot of there's drinking people on the track gone. at yeah. 10 o'clock, 1030. People mm. are tired. People are logging out. Now, we know, we're dealing with a pandemic. So now it's through Zoom meetings and things like that. Oh, so Lord. some people, now people are at home. They're getting distracted because they want to watch Channel 7 News. They yeah. want to <laughs> watch ESPN. So, you know, so now... They're like, all right, this is this this meeting's going on too long. It's ten forty five, it's eleven o'clock. You know, so so and then now, oh, now this this just got passed through. And then even like from like um elected officials, you know, in Dania Beach, I mean, we do have a very progressive mayor in Tamara James. Oh yeah, and yeah, yeah. She is like truly her. phenomenal. Yes. Um, you know, but then again it's like some of the other people, <laughs> you know, and, and you know, not to like call out names, but you know, just being honest, you know, on this podcast. I mean, you do have um, the the former mayor, Miss um, Lori Llewellyn, who you know is a very you know white liberal, um, you know, yep, who yep. may not like you for the community, but she's on the side of the developers that are gentrifying this black community. Mm. But let me take a picture at the at the black church every now and then, you Oof. know, and then you know we have Salvino, who's you know a white man, and um, you know very. Um, uh, problematic, um, very you know, pro-Trump and things yeah. like that. It's, you know, um, yeah. So you know, it, I mean, Tamara is phenomenal, but you know, we need more you know, elected officials that would you know serve the best interest mm-hmm. of the people in Dania. Yes, Beach. and the yeah. people they're serving. Yeah, and not not. Yes. it's it's really frustrating. Uh, so, how can someone listening start to do this work in their own community? Oh my! Oh well, I, I will definitely say, in my opinion, I think just you know being a quote unquote arch- archivist, 
I think it's just, it's, it's very fun. Um, you know, <laughs> if you are someone who loves to listen to like elderly people tell their stories, yeah. yes. um, it is fun to talk to your, talk to the, your neighbor in the community, talk to that elderly, um, old, you know, not old, I'm sorry, elderly grandmother, um, <laughs> who, you know, she, she's been there all her life. Just sit down and talk to her. You know, sometimes the, the elderly folks, they love to see someone just sit there and listen to their stories, ask questions, you know, um, you know, also ask things that, that you're passionate about, you know, for me, because being a, 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 his, a historian, there's many different historians out there. You know, for me, I, I like to say my bread and butter is focusing on the educational aspect as well as the social aspect. So hearing about the schools, the stories, the homecoming, the, the clubs that folks went to, the celebrities that came down here. That's my bread and butter. Some folks like may want to be like how Kitty Oliver does, where she focuses on the the interactions between black and white people. So she was she would interview mm. white people in Hollywood who live on the east side of the track and black people in Hollywood. And mm. you know, now you're hearing, okay, this is how it was interactions was going back then. Or, you know, some people focus on the law aspect, the cases, the the um the the systemic issues that happened back then, you know, and even, um, um, big kudos to Nikki Lopez is, you know, oh, yeah. um, she's an artist. She's, um, looking into the LGBTQ history right. of black history down yeah, here. So wow. I'm sorry. Um, this overall, I would say, um, just, you know, if, if, to get involved in this, if you have a recorder or, uh, you know, even using your phone or yeah. Zoom, just, you know, I mean, if just we talk to folks, ask them questions, make sure that it's okay to record them. Just, um, you know, we're in the year 2021, so we can scan on our phones. We don't have to have those big old clunky scanners no more. Just, you know, make sure these photos are preserved. And, um, yeah, just, just preserve, just document, document, document. You know, that's what I would say. I I I really suggest people to really get into this for real. Your passion for mm, this is, is, oh, it's, it's incredible. I know, I can feel it through the yeah, phone. Yeah, I mean, but it's, 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 you know, and also it's like art, right? Yes. So like artists, once again, are going to come mm-hmm. in and like make us see, I mean, you can look at paintings from a hundred years ago yeah. and feel what was happening. Like this is the same thing. And it is, it's history and art, like right. coming together in a well, way Well, and the idea so of the art of having these artifacts, yes. you know, and I mm-hmm. think that's really cool with the, I mean, the photography and, and, and yes. having that on display so that people People can see what it was like. And I don't know if I'm like overstepping mm-hmm. a little bit, Emmanuel, but like I know that you've posted on your Facebook about going some going into a school and like can I you know, they have boxes of things and you want to look through them. Like it's just even finding the treasure hunt. Yeah. You know, and finding these it. things that are so important and you're right, it's taking pride in it, taking a pride in your, yes, your community. And, and getting history. everyone excited. Like I'm excited yeah. just listening to you talk about But this. here's like here's the <laughs> subtitle of the pot of this episode. Like black history is American history. Yes. Like, it's, this is what our country is. And no matter no matter where anybody's listening, you will yes. find black history wherever you are because that's what this mm-hmm. country it is black history. Like we have to celebrate really, it we have to celebrate yeah. it and so oh my gosh i'm so happy you were yes. here today thank you for being mm-hmm. our guest on this podcast yes thank you oh, so I'm, much yeah, i'm thankful I, I feel like i learned so much i want to look up all of these names yes. and dig into the stories girl it, i'm getting a deck of cards yes. and we're gonna play a game we're gonna figure out a game with those deck yes. of cards and we're gonna have fun yes thank you so much emmanuel yes Oh, I'm thankful. I'm thankful. You know, I love I love this conversation. I I, I love the, the fluidness and just like the the the, the kickback um, vibe of this podcast. You know, and this is 
this is awesome. And I, I'm just really thankful to be on this show because I've seen you had guests like Nancy Mateer. I believe you had Severing here before. Yeah, we did. Um, Love him. You know, yeah. so, you know, so it was like, wow, I'm with, you know, Severin Jones and yeah. uh, Nancy Mateer. I'm, so, I'm really honored to Yeah, but you're doing here. such yes, incredible your, work. Your name deserves, yes. belongs on that list. And I'm going to tell yes. you something else because it doesn't come out until February 12th, but this is coming out after it. But our other guest in February is Helen Butler, who is runs the Georgia Co- People's Coalition, and she was one of the black Ooh. women who saved our fucking country. Sorry I'm saying that yes. word, but she saved this country. Yeah. In Georgia, And she yeah. is amazing. And so you are also sharing uh, the list with her because we uh, love the work that you're doing, and yeah. we're so excited that you're in Broward, which is our home. Yes. And we're so happy yes. about it. So thank you for doing this work. Keep doing it. Let us know what we can do to help. We'd be yes, so happy please. to help. Yes, yes, for sure. And I got you with the deck. Just reach out Whoop. to me um, offline, and um, and I'll I'll have them for you. I have a few here left. I'm getting another fifty decks this week, and I'll also be doing um, other installments of these decks. So another thing I want to talk about with the cards is that during the pandemic, the value of like flash cards and trading cards mm. and like sports cards have been going up tremendously. Um, you know, cause I remember when I was in elementary school, Pokemon cards was a big yes. thing, and, <laughs> you know, it was those holographic, um, Charizard and, yeah. and <laughs> Pikachu and oh God. now yes. these cards are, are selling for 10, 20, 30 to upwards of, of six figures that people are buying these, these holographic cards. Mm-hmm. So, you know, with these flashcards I'm doing is, is using these cards to educate people but also doing other installments because no one is really doing these cards. No, you know, it's such a great idea. In South Florida. So um, the next installment will be a green book edition, which is based on like mm. the Negro Motorist green book, which will, oh. with these cards will have landmarks. Wow. Places in Broward, like Blanche Ely Museum. Old it, it's Miller, so exciting. It's, it's you know? giving, I can't so take like, it. I can't take this. This yeah. is so good. And it's so also, good. Also, you know, there will also be, um, like I was talking about, like the holographic cards is also gold-plated brass one-of-one cards. So the, I'm, I will be releasing in Black History Month, and it'll be $25 for this one card. It'll be only 50 Dr. Sistrong gold-plated cards. Wow. And then in March, it'll be Esther Rowe, only 50. Oh, I got to get one of those. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So listen, this is what I want to yeah. do. I want a deck of cards myself, but also I would like to buy – a deck of cards for like schools. So let me, I'm going to find, mm-hmm. I'm going to reach you out to you online, but I, I want to buy some of these and like give them to Sarah Leary. Yes. Let her, she's going and touring schools. Like yes. give them to her so she can drop them off at schools when she's going. Like we are going to spread the yes. message of black Let's history. Let's do this yeah. it. Ooh, I can't wait. I'm so excited yeah. for this conversation. I'm excited. It's incredible. I'm, I'm excited. You know, you can always reach out to me whenever I'm here and yeah, I'm, you know, I just got to keep uh, the mission going. All yeah. right. Well, well, thank you so much yes. for coming on the show. Thank you so much. Yes, I'll take care. All right, you thank too. You. Bye. Bye. If you want to learn more about this week's guest, please follow the episode notes on our blog at themuckpodcast.fireside.fm and be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Muck Podcast. To support The Muck Podcast, please visit our Patreon page. We have three levels of support and different goodies for each level, Muckraker, Policy Wonk, or Bleeding Heart. We can't do it without you. Music for The Muck Podcast, written and performed by Sean Doherty.